With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Ah, here we go on a Friday. Such a good mood today. Live in Los Angeles. It's the herd wherever you may be, however you may be listening. iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, FS1, JMAC. People were, they love to bury champions. And the champions always have one last kick, one last stand, one last punch. We've done this with boxers and tennis players at the end of their run. They got one more Grand Slam final to win. Here come the Warriors. Kind of easy playing four on five since the Clippers were playing with one hand tied behind their back last night, Colin. Certain point guard who did not want to shoot the basketball. Clippers are (laughs) 0-4 since Westbrook arrived and lead the NBA in turnovers since he arrived. Just so the audience knows, I texted you a screen grab of the Warriors not guarding Russell Westbrook. And you go, oh, I'm watching. I can't wait for this rant. Okay, so here come the Warriors. You sold your stock. I see all the Twitter activity. I bought your stock. As your stockbroker, I suggested buy on the dips, and here they come. I have a rule in life when it comes to sports or non-sports. Hire smart people. They'll eventually figure stuff out. Steve Kerr, Bob Meyer, the GM, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson. There's a ton of intellectual basketball capital in this organization. Their defense was predictably bad this year. Why? Because they had a long playoff run. It's a veteran team, and they're still trying to bridge the gap with their young players and their old players. But in the last five or six games, here they come. And this is without Steph Curry, who comes back Sunday, and Andrew Wiggins, one of their better wing defenders. It reminds me a lot of the New England Patriots. They would stumble in their dynasty in September. They'd been on a long playoff run the year before. So their players get to their vacations later than everybody else. Their players, you know, they want a title. They write a book. They do a movie, whatevs. They come back and they experiment. They're a little choppy in September. And everybody says, now it's this year for the Ravens and the Steelers and the 
And then by November and December, because of all the intellectual capital in the building with Belichick and Brady and Robert Kraft and Josh McDaniel and veteran players, your Teddy Bruschi types and your Rodney Harrisons, they always figured it out by the end of the year. Doesn't mean you always win a championship, but the fans and the media now are so impatient, and we've got to be honest about this. October, November, December, that's not real basketball. It's regular season basketball. It's your rotations defensively aren't locked in. You're going to make moves. You're experimenting a lot. And Steph Curry, by the way, is always easy to integrate back into an offense. Remember when John Morant went down, I think it was last year, and the Grizzlies went on this fantastic run. They were like 20 and 5. And there were some actual conversations about when you bring him back, will he take shots away from other players? You never have to worry about that with Steph Curry because he's been injured enough in his career and he's missed enough stretches. When he comes back, they're roaring to go. And this whole season, I've been saying, this is the year where the old guys are a little older than they were and the young guys aren't quite ready, but they could be. So Kuminga now is playing real minutes. He gives them athleticism off the bench. Jordan Poole has matured in the last year. He's more consistent. You've got Lamb and Green size, bigs that can run the floor off the bench. DiVincenzo gives you leadership. And they brought in Gary Payton. And they have the deepest backcourt I remember in a decade. If when Peyton comes back in a month, now they have an elite defensive stopper. So they've got everything. Basketball fans fall in love with style and flash and dunks. But Milwaukee right now and Boston are the two best teams in the East. And they're not, they're not jazzy. They're not flashy. And the Warriors, by the way, have Steph. So they're always a great fun watch. But the truth is, this is about defense. If you watch them play, it's about their depth and their defense, and Draymond Green's as good as any player in the league at doing that, and Steve Kerr talked about it last night. Brady got the credit, but New England's dominance always started with superior defensive game plans from Belichick, and Steph and the three ball get all the credit with the Warriors, but it all starts with defense, and here's Kerr after last night's thrashing of the Clippers. There's a grit that comes with defense that allows you uh, to shake it off and keep keep playing. You know when you're when you're struggling, um, it's hard to do that when you're just trading buckets. And um, so for most of the season, our defense has been pretty poor. And um, so I think grit goes hand in hand with defense. Our defense has been dramatically better in these last four games, and uh, hopefully that continues. The Tim Duncan dynasty started with defense. The Heatles, by the way, a great defensive team. The Warriors dynasty, fantastic. And the two best teams in the East, Milwaukee and especially Boston, it all starts on the defensive end. You don't get a lot of that in the regular season. Why? The season's too long. It's 82 games. You can't ask guys to do three-quarters court pressure when you're on a plane after the game, flying all night, getting up early, shoot around, quick team meal, take a nap, go to the arena. You're not going to get it. In fact, the Warriors play again tonight at home. They probably won't play nearly as good defensively. It is very hard in basketball to play both ends of the floor, and the Warriors and the Celtics and the Bucks demand you play great defense. So they may not be as good tonight, but they'll be good in the playoffs when everybody's equally rested. It's the smartest coaching staff. And Draymond Green continues to be the league's best defender. If you watched that game last night, nobody defends people beyond the man he's supposed to be guarding more than Draymond Green. And Chris Finch, coach of the T-Wolves, was on our show earlier this week, and he said it all starts with Draymond for this team. 
know, he does all the things necessary to win and also cements that team together. You know, he's happy to walk away with 14 assists if that's what it takes or, you know, guard the best player every night or is always in the right help spot. It feels like the, when you're playing the Warriors, there's two Draymonds out there. There's the one that's guarding the ball and there's the one that's guarding everybody else, <laughs> you know. And, um, and so it, for a long, long time, if you don't have the right personnel – uh, and you go up against those guys, and having Draymond on the floor, he's so smart defensively. He literally is like having a sixth man out there. Yeah, the Clippers, a really talented team, ran into that defensive buzzsaw after half. Third quarter got blown out. They are back. They found the young bridge players to play supportive roles behind the veteran stars. Here comes Stephen Wiggins. I believe they escape the West, play KD and the Suns in the Western Conference Finals, but it'll be Warriors and either the Celtics or the Bucks, May and June. Okay, so yesterday we said the Jets, the Raiders, and the Titans appear to be out on Aaron Rodgers. Now, you never know what happens, but the Titans GM said we're keeping Tannehill. A story in The Athletic, the Jets don't want to give up multiple first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, the Raiders, Josh McDaniels came out and said, the bottom line, if you look in our division, Herbert Mahomes, it's finding a quarterback, supporting him, building around him. That's what you want to do in this league. But in fairness now, we also have to mention there appears to be a new team that wants Aaron. And uh, we, we say, Aaron, follow Tom Brady's lead. You may want to listen to this. The Carolina Panthers who have a very good staff, everybody's been lauding that staff over the last three weeks to a month, are interested. This is a very good fit for Aaron Rodgers. Number one, he would easily be the best quarterback in the division. NFC South is garbage. He would not be part of a rebuilding team. They have two very good tackles. One's a kid, one's a veteran. They've got DJ Moore. Uh, they've got a great defensive end. This is not a total rebuild roster. Uh, number three is their owner's David Tepper. He's highly aggressive. He'll go get people at the trading deadline. And number four, Frank Reich. Played in the NFL at quarterback. Andrew Luck, Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz. Their last year with him was their most efficient year as a pro. This really, really works. Follow Tom Brady's lead. Stay in the playoffs, stay relevant, stay in the NFC. Now, Green Bay would like to ship him to the AFC, but it doesn't appear that we have a big market. Titans, Raiders, and Jets appear to be out. Also, because of the Christian McCaffrey trade, Carolina's got six picks in the first four rounds. So they can give Green Bay a second. They can give Green Bay a fourth and retain their second and fourth. They can give them a number one pick next year. This is not a rebuilding roster. They got their tackles and a star receiver set. They've got a very good front seven defensively. Uh, J.C. Horn's a corner they drafted. When he's healthy, he's elite. They are not far off. they got to plug a couple of holes in the draft. Aaron Rodgers would elevate them easily to the best offense in the division. This one makes sense. It's a small market media, much like Green Bay. You're not going from Green Bay to New York. You're going to another very friendly small market media. Uh, so we got two teams now, Green Bay and Carolina, Tom Brady could have chosen a lot of places to go. There's two weird divisions in football, both in the South. NFC South, AFC South, and the NFC South right now is a mess. After Frank Reich, I'm not sure I trust any of the coaches, and I don't like any of the quarterbacks as franchise guys. It is wide open to walk in there. So that one makes a lot of sense. They have draft capital after the McCaffrey deal with San Francisco. David Tepper's aggressive. He'll go get people. Carolina's a pretty good free agent market. Guys want to play there. That's exciting for Aaron Rodgers.
Stay in the NFC. I know Green Bay said, Green Bay said they want to, people say a lot of things. But if somebody gives you a first, a second, a fourth, and nobody else is interested, you take it, you start Jordan Love. So that's fun. I like that. That's good. I know you're wincing over there, J-Mac. That, that's pretty fresh. I like that. It's not bad. I'll say the problem is Frank Reich was just in Indy where he was playing, you know, quarterback musical chairs for five years. How long do you think Aaron Rodgers goes to Carolina and it works out smoothly? Two years. You sure about that? Yeah, I am. If he's going to say two years and, you know, if you can guarantee Aaron Rodgers two years with Frank Reich, I think he takes that in a heartbeat. But the problem is, do you trust Aaron Rodgers, Mr. Ayahuasca, Mr. Darkness Retreat, to be on the straight and narrow in Carolina? Well, he may go sideways in year three. <laughs> I would give up a second, a fourth, and a first to get Aaron Rodgers in that division. Absolutely. Had no problem doing that. A way to one, two, and a four? No, I would give you a two and a four this year and a number one next year. That's... That would give the Packers... Well, if I'm Green Bay, I'm doing that in a heartbeat. Yeah. You don't think Aaron Rodgers were three picks? And those are good picks. At 39, no. I wouldn't give up my number one pick this year because I would want to solve my one big dilemma. They, they, they got a... A good pick. There's somebody up there that could help them, but mm. I'll give you a second of four. That McCaffrey deal, they got a lot of picks. Like Seattle this year got a lot of picks off that Russell Wilson deal. So they'd be the favorite in that division for sure. Favorite? Without question, yeah. It's like Brady showing up. It's over. Brady uh, couldn't even get it right for 12 games. They were 7-5, and five and they still want it going away. Unless Tampa can surprise you with a quarterback, oh. and I think we've got one later in the show. Oh, boy. Just teasing All right. the headlines. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. 
It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. You know, I've defended the L.A. Clippers, generally not historically relevant or interesting at all, because I do think they have really smart people in the front office. But when they acquired Russell Westbrook, it was a head scratcher. He can be productive, but you don't want him near the floor in big moments. You don't want him near uh, the basketball in crisis, end of quarters, end of games. He's anti-win deodorant. Uh, the Clippers are now getting worse by the game with him. They're 0-4. Now they're getting blown out. Uh, and uh, the Lakers now without Westbrook are 5-3, and three, and they can now win a game without AD and LeBron just because there's no toxicity on all the young guys now like each other and the new guys like each other. This is nothing personal about with Westbrook, but I learned something a long time ago. I started a new business a couple years ago, and I called a bunch of business people, smart people, and said, give me, you know, give me some advice to run a business, and they all said the same thing. Double down on stuff that works, even if it's not your idea. And get rid of stuff that doesn't immediately. Don't be stubborn. Don't think your ideas are great. Amazon started selling books, and now they run the world through retail. Netflix started selling videotapes, and now they're a streaming giant. Don't fall in love with your ideas. Somebody in the Clippers fell in love with the idea of hyper-athletic Westbrook. It's not working. Move him. Cut him. Get him out. They now lead the NBA in turnover since Westbrook arrived. It's awful. And game one, they lost in double overtime with him. Game two, they lost in overtime with him. Game three, they lost in regulation. Game four with him, they got blown out. So it's getting worse. And they now again lead the NBA in turnovers with Westbrook. It's not getting better. And I would say this, it's easy to blame Westbrook for all of it, but he was not a great fit because your star is an enigma. Kawhi Leonard's odd. He doesn't talk. He's nonverbal. I've been told by a source I trust, 330 sometimes, 345 game night, I can't play. Coaches don't know when they're getting. Assistant coaches don't know what they're getting. Training staff doesn't know what they're getting. Uh, Players and teammates with Kawhi don't know what they're getting. He's a very hard guy to build around, and Paul George is a very good player but tends to be more of a passive personality. So you have this big vacuum, this big void in the organization, and, of course, Westbrook, who's always struggled with self-awareness, is like, oh, I'll take control. No, it doesn't work. He's athletic, and he can be productive in the middle of games, but it's getting worse every game. I mean, did you really think that he was going to help your shooting? Well, you, you can't think that. Did you really think he would help your defense? He's a terrible defender. He would set great picks. He would help uh, uh, the chemistry. None of those. You know, it's a, a prime example. If you never watched him play Westbrook and just looked at analytics over the last five years, you'd never bring him in, but he fools you. It's almost like the NFL Combine. Just go watch game tape. You get a guy at the combine, he's worked out and ate perfectly for the last seven weeks, best shape of his life, and you're like, this guy looks great. What's the game tape say? What's the film say on Westbrook? What are the, what's data say? It, it, he can't shoot. He can't defend. He's not good for winning. So um, it, it, this felt, ever since Chris Paul left this franchise, they've never had an on-floor quarterback. 
That's what makes the Warriors so great. Steph and Draymond Green are great on-the-floor coaches. And so coaches can't do everything. You can't. You only get so many timeouts. you got to have coaches on the floor. Steph Curry's a coach on the floor. Draymond Green's a coach on the floor. When you had the, the Heatles, you had D. Wade and LeBron were coaches on the floor. Ray Allen, Battier, smart veterans. This team doesn't have a leader since Chris Paul left. And so, you know, Westbrook's personality, it's aggressive. He's just going to take over because Paul's kind of passive. And, and, you know, Kawhi is like nonverbal. And so it's a mess. And it, this move felt desperate and strange and odd. And they are 0-4 and it's getting worse. And I'm telling you, you, somebody in that building thought it was brilliant. It isn't. Move off it now. Like, bad. The defense last night. Second half, bad. Can't fall in love with your ideas. Right? Like, like the stuff that works, double down on it, even if it's not your idea. I mean, if Westbrook, if they were 4-0 with Westbrook, give the guy who wanted him all the credit and get the ball to Westbrook. It's not working. Move off it. It's nothing personal. Right? I've said this before. There's one or two players in the NBA that everybody loved for years, and I didn't get it. One of them was Carmelo Anthony. I said he's a scorer. He doesn't do anything else. He's not a winning player. Uh, you know, he, he gives up as much as he scores. And Westbrook was the other. I'm like, he's hyper-athletic, but he can't shoot. If you're 6'4 or under, you got to be able to shoot. Otherwise, you're a waste of time. You're not going to be a great defender. He's not going to set picks, rebound. you got to be able to shoot when you're a smaller player. If not, it's going to be an issue. So, uh, you know, we can blame Westbrook for everything, though. It's not just Westbrook. Kawhi, as a team leader, there's a huge hole in this organization, and that's why they keep disappointing us, Ty Lue, after the game. Just for us, like I said, we guys just stay the course. You know, I got to be mentally tough, mentally strong, can't, um, can't give, give in, and you just got to be tougher, you know, and that's, that's the bottom line. When stuff don't go your way, it shows you what you're made of. You know, you're going to turn the ball over some, but you can't give in. And so my thing is just, you know, having that toughness and having that mindset that, okay, things are not going well, now let's do something about it. It's not just some turnovers. They now lead in the last four games the NBA in total turnovers. It's not working. It's okay. Move off it. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. I almost feel like you're not even being hard enough on Ty Lue. Uh, Colin, they have a back-to-back tonight against the Kings, who are good. That would be a game you'd want to rest Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and Russ plays a lot. Russ is playing a lot and is ineffective. I, this is really bad for the Clippers. Well, when you, you have to know, when you make a trade, you have to know not just about the player you're bringing in, but you have to know your room. Right? Pelichek talks about this. So Andrew Wiggins, they knew would be a perfect fit in Golden State because they knew their guys and what they needed and what they work with. So they bring this high IQ Andrew Wiggins, who's not overly aggressive. They got Draymond to be aggressive and Steph to be aggressive. So he was a good fit. You've got to know your room. Well, your room is passive Paul George and nonverbal Kawhi. So, of course, Westbrook's going to walk into this thing and say, hey, baby, I'm ready to go. Yeah. I don't, that's his personality. He's an aggressive player. And so, aggressive guy against passive guy and nonverbal guy. And they've had a, they've had a, by the way, they brought in John Wall to do this same oh. thing, but Wall was awful. Even against backups, he was awful. So, Westbrook's now at this point better than John Wall. And so, 
This team needs a point guard. This team needs a, a you know a personality. And of course, Westbrook's like, okay, I'll be that guy. There's a hole in the organization. It is. It's really getting ugly for the Clippers. But in the NFL, some uh, interesting stuff going on with quarterbacks, Colin. Uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, uh, Ravens still not close on a long-term deal. Obviously, yesterday was a rough one on social media. You know, Eric DaCosta, the GM, made some comments, and a bunch of people jumped on the team, and they were not happy. Things are just looking sour in Baltimore. Tuesday is the franchise tag deadline. <sighs> you think there's any chance they try to move off Lamar? Because you and I both know this. The real moves that happen in the NFL, you're not hearing chirping, oh, this guy's talking to this team. All that stuff is subterfuge, right? The real stuff is happening quietly behind the scenes. You think there's any shot that Lamar's traded? Yeah, I mean, if somebody goes to Baltimore and gives them two ones and two twos, you have to consider it. Okay, but then you've got to also pay Lamar. Okay, because he wants all guaranteed okay, money. He here's another Deshaun team. Watson. Let's take Atlanta. Kyle Pitts not paying him. Drake London not paying him. They're not paying their quarterback. You bring him into Atlanta in that division. He'll be the most electric player in the division. And Atlanta says, okay, Baltimore will give you our number one pick. And then Baltimore can go get a quarterback and start over. You make it sound so easy. I like I'm not, that. It's I'm just not a- saying Atlanta's the team to me that's really interesting. They have a very strong owner. It's a very weak division. I, I do think their offensive coach is pretty sharp. I really do. Arthur Smith, I think he's pretty sharp. And remember, Tannehill's supposedly off the board. That's the guy right. He worked with And previously. we just, everybody's ignoring Atlanta. And I look at Atlanta. This is a team that's been to a couple of Super Bowls. They got good front office. They dra- They can draft pretty well. They have a great owner. So it's like this is everybody's sleeping on Atlanta. Everybody's talking about the Colts and the Texans. And I'm Atlanta and I'm like, how do I get really good really fast? It's not the draft. It's get Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar, you could bring Lamar in if you're Miami, but you still have Buffalo and Belichick and the Jets if they got a quarterback. There's Lamar goes to Atlanta, you win the division. Yeah. Well, if Rodgers goes to Carolina, well, we'll see it. You know. And you're not paying in Atlanta. You're not paying your young offensive stars anything yet, so you can deal with that contract. Yeah, I don't know how the offensive line is in Atlanta. The defense has riddled it's, with holes. But that's that's still like a 9 or 10 win team with Lamar Jackson, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, let's go to another quarterback, Derek Carr. Colin, he had a second meeting with the Jets this week. I just Ooh. told you, I, I don't get all excited when I hear about this stuff. I don't... The real players are doing stuff quietly behind the scenes. They're not announcing, hey, we just met with Derek Carr <laughs> for the second time this week. Um, yeah, they're a, a good fit. And Robert Sala offered some high praise for Ooh, I like uh, Derek that. Carr, compared him to another Super Bowl winning quarterback. Who? Who? Here we go. He's got an elite, elite uh, mental makeup uh, with regards to football IQ. He's got uh, tremendous accuracy and arm strength. He can put the ball anywhere you want. And he's been asked to do a lot in his career. And, uh, and you just look at him like I've, I've said it before. I think he's he's more in line with what Stafford's career has been in terms of, uh, you know, if you could just get him into a, a place that can surround him with all the pieces to allow him to just play quarterback hmm. 10 to 15 times a game. Uh, it'd be pretty cool. But uh, uh, he's, he's, he's a solid young man. All right. So go ahead. Scoff at that. Stafford and Derek Carr. Chaotic organizations. Didn't get their support. Both were great. Great come from behind fourth quarter quarterbacks. When you finally gave Stafford a defense and a smart coach, you give Derek Carr that defense. He's never had a good defense with the Raiders, like ever. It's been terrible. I'm I'm just saying there are you could now Stafford was a number one pick out of Georgia. Stafford's a bigger arm. 
But Stafford gets hurt more. Stafford's more expensive. Stafford could be more reckless. Derek's a little bit more like Kirk Cousins. Sometimes you push him to be more aggressive, but he's always healthy. Stafford isn't. He doesn't throw. He's not as reckless as Stafford because he doesn't quite have the arm. Well, Stafford's a little older as well. But if you're telling me I got the choice of Matt Stafford or Derek Carr, I'm taking Stafford in a heartbeat. Come on. Obviously. No, no, no. I yeah. think he's the bigger arm talent. Right. No question. I, I just, again... Why is why is the head coach sitting at the podium talking about a quarterback who's not on the roster? Because that the Jets are allegedly interested. Because, you know, there's what? a reason for that. Colin. Oh, I know there is, and here's the reason. Don't don't say Aaron Rodgers, please. No, the reason is it's a battle. Robert Sala needs a quarterback, or he's in trouble. So he wants to make sure he goes out multiple times and says, "We love Derek Carr." Recruiting's all about selling love. We love you. We want you. We'll do anything for you. Robert Sala's not sitting back letting the media control the narrative. Okay. Robert Sala's going out every day. This kid's Matt Stafford. This kid's been dog. This kid's fantastic. It's a sales pitch, okay. and Sala gets it. Oh, You also like to tell me off air, you know, actions speak louder than words. Yeah. You know what Derek Carr would like an action? Put a number on the table. <laughs> Let me see money. Because, Colin, that's the one thing I keep looking around. I'm not seeing any money figures from any team with Carr. A lot of you guys. Do you think everybody's thinking, hey, he's good. He has potential. He hasn't done anything yet. He could be Stafford. You think somebody's trying to get him on the cheap? Well, the Jets are going to have to pay some money for it. But I know what Saul is doing here. If you notice, that's interesting. All these reports, not one time have I seen a number floated. Are we talking 40? 35? Well, 30? a lot of the numbers for Daniel Jones are nonsense, so that doesn't mean anything to me. Numbers get floated all the time. Well, he's in a different situation. With the, uh, he's been with the Giants. Carr's going to a new spot. His, his agents want a bidding war. Is there a bidding war for Derek Carr at this moment? It's going to be more than one suitor. And by the way, the other team isn't showing the love. Remember, Derek Carr went to Fresno. Pac-12 schools ignored him. Derek Carr carried the Raiders. Raiders booted him. Derek Carr wants some love, and Sala sees it and says, this kid's never been embraced and loved. I'm going to show him love. I think it's actually very smart. I think it's very smart. I like this psychological warfare. Well, that's what that's all recruiting is. Free agency. I asked one time I talked to... Uh, the football coach, Mark Rick, was the coach of Georgia. Yeah. And I said, do you like recruiting? And, he, and, I, and I was standing at ESPN in the break room. He was going to come on 10 minutes later, and he said, just got to love him. Got to show him how much you love him. And that's recruiting. That's why Saban's great at it. He'll get on that private jet, fly out to California, middle of the night. You show up for breakfast at your school, and he's sitting in the lunchroom. I flew all the way out here overnight. It's all got to show the kids love. It's all about you. And then you go to school and you open up sixth on the depth chart. Hey, coach, I thought you loved me. Uh, final story. Uh, this Kevin Durant, Charles Barkley stuff won't go away. I kind of love it. I think we're both team Durant here. Um, you know, Barkley said that Kevin Durant was more of a bus rider oh, come than on. a bus driver. Come I think on. that is stupid. But Kevin Durant had an opportunity to change that narrative now, and he did not shy away from challenging Charles Barkley. KD, at this point... They're saying, go play with Scoot Henderson and win a championship. And then I'll give you credit. I don't need no credit from y'all. No credit from Barkley. No credit from Shaq. As far as leading a team, I don't need to coach no team. Whatever happens, we do it together. Monty's the leader. He's the coach. The GM puts the team together. I'm supposed to go out and hoop. That's my job. I love that quote. I do. I'm with you, KD. Yeah, KD, on this show, you have nothing to prove. You're an all-time hooper. You fit everywhere. You work with everybody. Ben Simmons won't shoot. You work with him. Yeah. Kyrie wasn't available. Anti-vax. You won with him. You won, he wins. He he literally he comes within a bucket or two of beating Milwaukee in the playoffs by himself. Yeah. Oh, I forgot, Colin. When when he went to the Warriors and he, when they went to the finals, who was the MVP twice? He was. 
What happened when he got hurt against the Raptors? Not as good. They, they lost. lost. Yeah. yeah. Like I, this leader stuff is so. It's just nonsensical. Barkley and Shaq. And I like Shaq. He was one of my favorite well, players. Listen, those guys get everybody talking about them. They're so, entertainers. Well, and and by the way, it's the only pregame show that athletes talk about constantly. So you have, and and the reason that show is the most successful show is because they have strong opinions and don't kiss butt, and so the players fire back. That's how you do a pregame show. I'm not saying anybody else's aren't good. We have great ones here, but what makes that show work is Barkley and Shaq. You know they don't. Yeah, they but don't, Berkeley and Shaq are unique individuals who well, can lock pander. stuff and get people ticked off. Shaq's yeah. a top ten player in the history of the sport. Barkley like a top thirty. It's different if you're you know Joe shooting guard who's on TV well, blasting. A, a lot of Kevin the people Durant. that are on all these co- pregame shows, they're all Hall of Famers. Football, basketball. Yeah. If you pander, nobody's going to talk about you. Barkley and Shaq levy strong opinions on stars, and it comes up on our shows. That's why that show is so good. It, it's the only pregame show talked about. On every network all week. Even if we agree, it is Does, really dumb and reductive to call Kevin Durant a bus rider instead of a bus driver. Now, Kevin Durant, you guys don't want him. I'll take him on my team. He's fantastic. And not everybody's a leader. It's okay. Not every athlete's a leader. Derek Jeter had a leadership quality. Uh, I mean, you, you can go yeah. through the history the, of baseball. By the way, who's the leader on the Phoenix Suns? Chris Paul. He's well, the leader. At 37 and looking washed well, well, last well, year well, in the playoffs? Leadership has nothing to do with age. Some of those old guys are your best leaders. And I love my guy. I Chris, like, Paul, Chris Paul's a leader. Absolutely he's a leader. What's but, he won, by the way? I'm just, just Oh, kidding. God. I thought, so now it's all I'm about. I'm not, not calling him a leader. I just, he's rubbed a lot of guys the wrong way. You want to have Blake Griffin on the couch and ask him what kind yeah, of a leader I, Chris Paul was yeah, with where, Lob City? Where's Blake, Blake Griffin now? He's retired, I think. Unlisted phone number hanging out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Nobody knows where he is. No, I mean, seriously, what happened to Blake Griffin's career the minute it was disconnected? I mean, he's had a ton of injuries. I'm not saying he was a leader. I just, I'm pushing back a little on Chris Paul being a leader. I think Chris leader. Paul's a great leader. When's the last time we talked Wake Forest basketball and Chris <laughs> Paul played there? Uh, J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. KD, Chris Paul, this show, this guy right here has got your back. This, this leadership thing. Not everybody's going to be a leader. Some people are just talented in life. That's okay, too. These are artists. We have musical artists. We have movie stars. You know, Steven Spielberg, run, like Tom Cruise, is an actor and a leader. Like, he, they'll build the, the Paramount. They, they'll build an entire franchise around Tom Cruise. He knows what to do with the cameras. He's doing his own stunts. Tom Cruise is not just an actor. He's a leader. And then you have other guys, men, women. They come on set. They're hysterical. They're funny. They're wild. They're crazy. They're entertainers. They're artists. They don't lead. They just perform. Kevin Durant's closer to that. He performs. He comes on and nails the script. So, you know, Jack Nicholson was just an unbelievable performer. Tom Hanks and Spielberg... You know, you get the De Niro and Scorsese. It's like they're a tandem. They're a team. They build it. They communicate. Just different. Not every, not every, not everybody's, uh, some people are individuals. Some people are part of a band. Some people are leaders, but these are all entertainers. And entertainers are not accountants. They're not built to lead. They're built to be brilliant. And so we have to understand, sometimes you get a kooky artist. A comedian says stuff. He offends people. An artist is temperamental. A basketball player. Our society needs artists, painters and writers and hell, podcasters and basketball players. We are a better, richer society with artists, but they're not all accountants. They're not CEOs. Most of them aren't. 
and, and just accept KD for what he is, an unbelievable basketball artist. He spills paint. He has bad games. He has a little, he wanders a little bit. He's kind of his own guy. Love him. So who is, first of all, can you win without a leader? Question number one. All teams need leaders on and off okay. the court. The Warriors have leaders on the court. Yeah. On the coaching bench and in the front office. So let me ask you two Miami, guys. Miami, Riley is is the president. Spolster is the coach. And you had LeBron and D. Wade. So you had leadership on all three levels. Boston Celtics right now, great team. Do they have a leader? Well, they have a young coach, and I don't know much about him. I like their front office and Brad Stevens. I like their players. I think Jalen Brown's a leader. Marcus Smart has leadership qualities. I like a Al Horford has leadership qualities. And then the other team... Milwaukee's got tons of it. Drew Holiday's a great leader. Jay Crowder, Giannis, those are grown-ups. Dallas Mavericks, do they have... Nope, they have two artists. Ah. They got two artists. Well, you're asking me. I mean... No, I like it. That's an interesting take. Can Jason Kidd be the leader of that team? I, I hold... My accountant... I have an accountant. Many people have an accountant. If he's out there spilling paint, I need a new accountant. But I want my artist to spill paint. I understand they're, you know, whatever word you want to use, a little flaky. They wander. They're temperamental. That's what they are. Howard Stern, he's an artist. He's a pretty good businessman, but not everybody's built for the same stuff. We have to understand this, you know? A lot of it's your background, your childhood, your parents. The kids that have this stability when they're young, they tend to be have better chance to be a good leader. Some grow up and they're just wildly talented and they had some chaos in their life and they're not going to lead a franchise. That's okay. Draymond Green is unique. Steph Curry's unique. Great players, great leaders. That There's like 12 of those guys in the league, maybe. Maybe 15. Those are all-time, you know? Like Rodman. had no. Rodman was just a disruptor. You get the disrupting with Draymond and the leadership. There have been three guys in the league like that. That's that's very unique. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. This is Steve Covino. And Rich Davis. And together we are Covino and Rich. Covino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right. Covino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Covino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah! This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Sunday, the NASCAR Cup Series rolls into Vegas, where every driver will lay it all on the line and go for broke and a battle for early season checkered flag. The engines fire Sunday at 3 Eastern on Fox and the Fox Sports app. I'm going to be at an undisclosed location checking out colleges with my son. Try to watch that. Okay, um, this Bryce Young kid at Alabama, I mean, he always says the right stuff at the podium. Really thoughtful kid, uh, but he's small. He's like 5'10 and a half, 190 pounds. Uh, played in warm weather California. Then Nick Saban took him down to warm weather Tuscaloosa. And there are concerns about like Chicago cold weather or Seattle. Um, I, I do think it's important to remember that in the NFL, when OBJ went to the Rams, nobody thought that was going to last forever. Did he make the Rams better quickly, urgently? Yes. There's no question. And it's okay. We see this all the time. When Tom Brady called Antonio Brown to play for the Buccaneers, nobody thought it would last very long. But it worked and made him better, and he made a catch or two in the Super Bowl. Not every deal has to be a 401k. Not every draft pick has to be a 401k. This is a urgent league where some players can help you get you out of a really ugly, chaotic spot. And I think Bryce Young has a chance to be really good. I just don't know how long he's going to be really good. Josh Allen could play for 20 years. You see his body. He can play for a long time. Brady, Manning, Brady's big. He's 6'4 and a half, 6'5, 230. Some guys are built to play forever. Kyler Murray's not. But if you take Arizona, they're a tire fire, and he gets you to the playoffs three years later, he's worth it. Um, seven years is a long time in the NFL. Three years. Do you realize seven coaches on average, seven coaches on average are fired every year? That means every four years in the NFL, we essentially turn over the almost the entire league in coaches. Not name Andy Reid or Bill Belichick. Take out Andy Reid and Belichick. Every four years, we flush all new coaches. So it's like 
if Bryce Young lasted four years and was good for three of them, would you draft him? He talked at the Combine about his size. I've been this size, uh, you know, respectfully my, my whole life. Um, you know, I, I know who I am. Um, I, you know, I know what I can do. And, you know, for me, you know, I think it, it, it's fair. You know, everyone can, can speculate and ask whatever questions are necessary. But, you know, I'm going to continue to control what I can control. I'm um, keep working my hardest to put myself in a good position. And I'm confident in myself. I know what I can do. And, you know, I'm just excited to get to that next level. For the record, I'll throw up Atlanta again. Offensive coach in a dome. Four of the nine teams in the top of the draft, four of nine, are in divisions that don't have great quarterbacks. AFC South, Texans, Colts, (laughs) right? Uh, Or the NFC South, Panthers, Falcons. Start looking around, right? There's a lot of dome teams in there. Four of the nine teams, front nine. Bad divisions, domes, or you're playing warm weather Carolina. I think he could work there for a couple years. I mean, if you put him tomorrow in Atlanta with Drake London and Kyle Pitts, would you watch? I would. He played in the SEC. He'd play in a dome. I'd watch. So some of this stuff is flipping stocks. It's not 401K. These are not bonds. Some of these you're not going to hold for very long. That's okay. I think he's the most talented quarterback in the draft. I think he's the most talented. I just I just don't know how long that's going to work. And that's okay, too. Um, but I, the Atlanta stuff, to me, is fascinating. That division, Carolina, Atlanta, fairly warm weather in the south. Probably be comfortable. I mean, when you watch the tape, he throws a good ball. He does not have a huge arm, so it's not going to work in Chicago. His arm is okay. It's, it's not an elite top 10, 12 arm. So you're not, you're not going to put him in Buffalo or a, a Chicago or a Green Bay or like a Seattle's wet and windy. Uh, you know, their stadium's right by the Puget Sound. It can get really windy and really wet. That's not where you want him to play. But I think he's a really, really interesting player, and not everybody's a 401K. Uh, so, by the way, we'll have a draft expert at the Combine coming up top of next hour, Lance Zerline. I've used him for years. He's fantastic. His dad coached. He's a scout. He nails this stuff all the time. And, uh, you know, I thought in your update you were going to have some Luka and Kyrie Irving because last night uh, they don't play a lick of defense, but Dallas looked pretty good last night with those two. Interesting. You're coming around on uh, the best player in the NBA, Luka Doncic. No, I'm not coming around. Okay. Last night's not sustainable. Both guys dropped 40 or more. And you what? give up 126 points and win. That's how not. Do you, a, how do you think LeBron and Kyrie took down the Warriors uh, when they were the 73 win Warriors? Basically, every game LeBron and Kyrie were putting up 40. Why can't Luka yeah, and Kyrie Le- do the same? Yeah, thing? because LeBron is an elite defender at that time. These guys are bad defenders. Nobody defends in the league now. Come on, you know that. Warriors don't defend. Celtics don't defend. Bucks don't defend. I don't know. Miami defends. You don't. De- I think the best Man. teams in the league all defend. I think the best good team- offense beats great great defense in 2023. You know this. I don't know. I watched the finals last year. Two best NBA defenses. It's fair. Yeah, that's the Suns' issue. My my Suns' issue is Durant plays defense. Aiton's hit and miss. Chris Paul's tries older. That they don't. Mikael Bridges was their well, they best. They got Tory Craig though. You know he's a really he's a plus defender as they like to say. <laughs> A plus defender. Who's the other kid? Josh Kogi, I think, is the other guy. He's the new kid they're playing. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it works. Yeah. Good luck stopping Luca in the playoffs, guys. Well, if they get there. Oh, stop it. Six seed now and falling. Got to play a little defense <laughs> in March. It's the herd. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.